0: Hey, Mike. Hey, Anna. Hey, I was thinking after we record this Zoom, shall we run to the park and with Prudence, Billy, and Ah. Mr. Binks? Uh, I'd
1: love to, but as you can hear, Billy is excited because his delivery is turning up any minute
0: now. Oh, what delivery is that?
1: Paleo Ridge.
0: No way, you've done it.
1: I have, I have. After you gave us a sample of yours, Billy absolutely loves it. And come here, Billy, come here. So you can see how... See how his his coat is all nice and shinier now
0: and see in his belly. Remember remember
1: I was telling you how it was all bald there and now it's all growing back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought it would help with that because it boosts the immune system. And of course, the skin is an organ like any other organ in the body. It's the biggest organ. So he looks very white and shiny. He's very white and shiny. And uh, all that
1: talk of rock hard poo that you were always mentioning, it's (laughs) actually true. So it's not quite the... um, mess that would normally have to clean up uh in the heath anymore it's
0: actually quite easy now isn't it well oh, good for you billy yeah and anyway i always think raw is the best and for me paleo ridge is the best of the best so if you want to find more everybody check out the show notes You know last week was National Beagle Day. Well, to mark the day, we're going to talk to John Curtin, who's heading up the front at Camp Beagle, just outside Cambridge, where beagles are still having to endure some really tortuous experiments, all behind closed doors. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. John, welcome to A Dog's Life.
1: Hello, 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 from Camp Beagle.
0: Camp Beagle, gosh, tell us what's going on there, because today is the National Day of the Beagle, isn't it, John?
1: That's right, and it's it's meant to be a a day to celebrate the Beagle. Uh, Beagles are fantastic creatures. Anyone who's ever had one, they're extraordinary. But in a way, we're outside uh, Britain's biggest puppy factory, a place called MBR, Marshall Bioresources, which is a massive puppy factory where they breed beagles here to sell to laboratories for cruel experiments. So we're not celebrating the Beagle Day. We're marking Beagle Day, but we're going to shut this place down and free the beagles here. We've been here since July. And when we free the last beagle out of here, that's when we'll celebrate Beagle Day. But we're here to mark it today.
0: John, oh, I applaud you. This is so important. Listen, when I was very young, you'll remember this. It was all on the national news, 10 o'clock news, and it caused quite a furore about all the beagles that were made to smoke. You know, they had gas masks on, basically, inhaling cigarette smoke for their entire life for, you know, analysis of how bad smoking is for human health. And I remember this, and my dad worked for the RSPCA at the time, and I'm going, Dad, Dad, please, can we take one of these beagles? please we already had two dogs and <laughs> tortoises and all sorts of things he said Anna we can't you know he's very responsible but do you remember that way back so this must have been in honestly in the 70s early 70s yeah
1: yeah it actually rocked the nation it caused a shock didn't it you know mm. and this is something I've been involved for 40 years and it's something I've experienced time and time again. That. These horrible, nasty, cruel experiments that get exposed that they do on the beagles, they shock people. They absolutely stun people that this can't be happening. And because of that, it opens up the whole debate about all all of the animal experiments. But it's the beagles that that touch people's hearts. I've known this time and time again. It's heartbreaking. It's like we have broken that bond between us and dogs. What they do in these laboratories... It's worse than our worst nightmares.
0: Explain what they do then, John. And also just, can we ask here, why the beagle? I mean, why any dog, obviously, or any cat or any monkey? Why? But w- what is it about the beagle? Is it that they, they're built quite dog-shaped, in inverted commas? You know, they're, they're a balanced shape. They've got a long nose. They Why the beagle?
1: Well, yeah, it's a good question. And remember, we're, we're, we're people with... We'd hear that that masquerade under the name of science. So you think there might be some scientific reason they use them because they're a standard breed? Because uh, they're, uh, no, they're used because of their temperament, and it's sad. It's because they 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 can they can do what they want to the dogs, and the beagles won't bite back. They won't fight back. They'll freeze. They'll submit. And this is the callous, horrible reason why they use them. Uh, I'm sure lots of people listen to this. Their dogs at home. No, would Those dogs wouldn't allow someone to put nine injections into them to the day. They'd fight, they'd bite, they'd claw. But the beagles will often just freeze, you know, and they'll cower and they'll, they'll appeal to our, our, our better emotions, our, the better side of us. And in the laboratory, they don't get it.
0: The humans doing this, I mean, I mean, what's happened to the human condition, John? I, I mean, how could someone do that? What type of person is doing this?
1: I'd say it's more to do with the institu- institutionalized cruelty, which, become, which can become some... Well, I, I don't necessarily think you're dealing with sadists and people are like, you know, they, do, they, they get into this job because they enjoy, cru- they enjoy cruelty. But, for example, there was, a, there was a, a documentary called a lot of people, workers are coming out in a minute. That's why you can hear some background noise. Because remember, yeah. we've been here at Camp Beagle
0: 24-7. I think it's amazing.
1: There was a documentary called It's a Dog's Life. And it it was an undercover expose into the massive toxicology laboratory up the road. And there again, there were these beagles and they, they were taking nine blood tests a day off them after they poisoned them. And this man is picking up this beagle. He's shaking it and he's giving them proper right hook punches to the face. And there's people in the background. There was a woman in the background and she was actually smiling at this scene. And that's what institutionalized cruelty can do, you know, because it's white coats, because it's masquerading under science. They're able to witness things in there that would break your heart and any break their own. That same woman that was smiling when she saw this man punch a dog, I bet that same woman, if she was going along a road and she saw a dog that had been run over in front of her, she'd stop the car, she'd be worried and distressed. But in this in this institutionalized setup, barbaric behavior but it becomes sanctioned and it becomes normal like with a if you went to work at an old people's home where maybe your bosses were abusing the, the the patients if you bite your lip and don't say anything after a month you're in the gang you'll find yourself doing the same and i think that's what happens inside and because they're, they're so obsessed with secrecy they're not answerable to anybody cruelty and secrecy are a terrible terrible
0: bedmates It's awful. It reminds me a bit of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, really. I mean, do we really, John, in this age now, need to do this when, you know, we have technology that's so advanced? Can't an iPhone do the tests on toxicology if we really have to do it? I mean, or is it just a no brainer? It's like smoking's bad for you. End of story. Just don't do it. Well, the problem is it's never
1: been investigated. There had there were when vivisection in the very early days, because it doesn't it's got no ancient history. It's a product of the mad 20th century with the chemical giants and the pharmaceutical giants. The same experiments are done on Beagles today as were done in the 1920s and 30s. And you have to ask yourself, why did they begin those experiments? Was it to protect our health or was it actually to fast track the regulatory procedures to get their products on the market? I ask a simple question to people: When you're sick, would you want to go to a dog specialist? If your children were sick, would you take them to? Would you take them to a vet? Of course you wouldn't. And this sort. Of, but the problem is, people think, well, they wouldn't do animal experiments unless we needed them. But we've never had an investigation as to why we're doing them. The last royal commission was in 1906. For God's sake! Really, so,
0: 1906?
1: Yeah. In Victorian times, when it was a when it was a big, massive issue, it caused a scandal. There's a little a statue in, in Battersea Park in London called the Little Brown Dog. And you could, a hundred years ago, vivisection was like, it was high up on the agenda. And it was a, it was a big controversy. Um, and people were, 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 were scandalized by it. But the 20th century saw us all go to sleep. And so, they, why are we doing these experiments? Uh, let's investigate it. But when will you try and investigate it? You just come off to brick wall. You just come up against barbed wire, locked doors, uh, institutionalized silence. And it's wrong. Um, and that's why we've been camping outside these gates since July. Because um, we've got a background team of loads of brilliant researchers. And we're discovering that there is no policing. There's no regulatory uh, oversight of the vivisection. They're a law unto themselves. These animal experiments, we're saying... They're morally and scientifically bankrupt. So let's open the doors and, and bloody look at it and investigate it. They've, they've, they've got away with everything. And most people in Britain think, no, nah, they don't do dog experiments. That, that went out, like you said, with the ICI. We stopped doing that. No, we haven't, people.
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, listen, I know about the statue in Battersea um, and it was so sad. But in the Victorian age, I suppose everyone was trying to develop their brains and investigating the human body. I think quite a few experiments happened on humans and they, you know, they as well, you know, um, and they didn't have anaesthetic.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine? Animal experiments were in the. They weren't even in the hundreds and they caused a scandal then. A few mad professors nailing the doctor table. Now the statistics show us 2.88 million animal experiments in 2020. (gasps) You know, we've got to, Gandhi called vivisection the blackest of all crimes. Imagine all the atrocities that Gandhi saw, all the Indians that he saw beaten and shot down by British soldiers. He called vivisection the blackest of all crimes. Because when you've got a situation, how wrong is this? Today in Britain, laboratories, there'll be bigger. There's one in front of me now. There'll be beagles that are undergoing toxicology experiments. They're already sick. They're spasming. They're vomiting. They're dying. And someone goes in the room and adds to that cruelty deliberately. How wrong is that?
0: It's it's beyond, I, I can't bear it, OK? I can't bear it.
1: When you see someone suffering, you try and help them. In a, in a laboratory, when you see some uh, beagle suffering, you record it and then you make it worse by giving it more product of the thing that's just made it ill. And yeah. I can tell you now. I've read. I've used to raid laboratories. We used to take the documents out, yeah. and I read with my own eyes. I know a good example. Nurofen, ibuprofen. We raided drugs. We raided the the Boots laboratory drugs where they were uh, doing these horrible experiments on beagles. And do you know what? When they did the post mortem, the autopsy, they found stomach ulcers. Yeah, and they recorded that. But at the the last sentence was, however. We cannot extrapolate this to human beings when the toxic uh, and, and and since then we know that ibuprofen does give human beings stomach ulcers. But when it comes up with the beagle, it doesn't necessarily. And they know this. If a beagle gets stomach ulcers after ibuprofen, that does not mean that human beings are going to get it. It's completely useless. It's a useless. Sometimes it will work, as, but you only ever know that in retrospect, you cannot predict. If a product is going to be toxic by giving it to a dog, you cannot predict the toxicology of a drug by giving it to a mouse compared to a rat. A rat's going to be different to a cat. A cat's going to be different to a goat. And we know this. This is common sense, and it needs looking at, doesn't it?
0: It really does. I mean, for example, there's nothing more difference between the digestive system of a dog and a digestive system of a human. So, as you said, to compare the two, it is pointless, actually. Dogs have an acidic stomach. We've got a really alkaline one. We're more prone to having ulcers. You know, you can't test that out on a dog. It's not the same acidity of the stomach. I can't believe that. I, I, I just can't believe. So, I'm so upset. And you said about Gandhi, you know, I mean, he also said you can judge a nation by the way they treat. treat. Treat their animals. So, quite honestly, what does that say about us, particularly in the light of government pronouncing with loads of hot air that so much change is going to happen to the Animal Welfare Act with our new global action plan for animals and sentience, which has actually been passed in parliament, but no one's talking about it. I mean, sure, we've got other things on the news. But you know, this sentience bill, they've got it in Spain. But they still carry on bullfighting, so it it just seems we we have no grit about us at the moment—the human condition—to stand by any convictions.
1: There's some of us that do, and hopefully, Camp Beagle is it. It really has opened people's eyes again because, you know, people are used to seeing protests, but we've been here, camped outside the gates on a 24/7 basis. Talking of which, we just. Do you know what we found two nights ago they're starting to try and sneak them out at night time now for the first time, but we caught them. But we've been here in all weathers throughout the winter, 24-7. And that's extraordinary. And people are looking at us now thinking, hang on, you know, this is they haven't just gone, they haven't just turned up on a protest and went home. These people are living outside there. There must be something to what they're saying. And and we're getting more and more and more um coverage and Attention! Because people are getting gaining a massive respect for us, and there must be something to it. You know, there's a load of us here today, and what's driving us is frustration. Uh, Yeah, well,
0: I mean, there has been
1: no more lies, and then we are talking about lies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm just looking at a press release here from PETA and it says, you know, that government figures show that dogs were used in 4,340 disturbing procedures in 2020. Like you said, 4,270 of them involving beautiful beagles. Um, these involve repeatedly forced feeding or forcing dogs to inhale substances for weeks, months, or even more than a year to measure the The effects of repeat exposure on the liver, kidneys, lungs, heart, and nervous system. I mean, this sounds like some Frankenstein experiment, you know, that was like, you know, a made-up story. Um, You know, not the real life. You
1: could think to yourself, but surely the government wouldn't allow it unless it was necessary. And if we look at the legislation, things like, in order to do one single experiment, any any experiment on a dog or or any animal, they have to show that. This experiment hasn't been done already. That's what the paperwork said. Like. That sounds good, doesn't it? Good. Yeah. That means we won't duplicate. That means dogs won't go under, undergo an experiment that hasn't been done before, which would be pointless. But when we've now investigated and we found that the Home Office, it has no data bank. It has no research of itself of what experiments have been done. Therefore, that piece of that, that legislation is, is useless. They're saying you cannot do an experiment if it's already been duplicated, but they don't have a database. They don't have a database. So it's useless. And that, that, that means the, the the people who apply for the license or the vivisectors, they're relied upon to become, it's it's like they, they police themselves. That's what we're discovering now. There is no scrutiny of the vivisectors. They police themselves. They've been allowed to get away with it for 100 years. And it's we. It's like when you scratch the surface, it becomes, it gets uglier and dirtier and filthier, and 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 it's wrong. And we've got, we're up against big vested interests here. But the people, we we we're, we're, we're strong, and we're We've had enough, you know. No more torture, no more lies. We get, you know, uh, we've had enough, basically. Oh gosh! And if, it's if it's everything t- we're saying is stupid and ridiculous and nonsense, which it's not. Prove it then. Let let's have a debate. That's all we're saying at the minute. Let's let's. If you call it science, the first thing about science it should be open. Everything about this world is shut and closed off, and that stinks, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it really does. Now, is there a petition people can sign, John? There's lots of
1: petitions. We've got one at the minute. Uh, there's one. There's, there's one called EDM175. I think that's about to expire. That's done really well. That'll go over a hundred thousand signatures. Does anyone know the number of our petition? What's our petition, Caroline? If you look on Camp Eagle website, we've got our current parliamentary petition at the minute
0: yeah fantastic Uh, well we're going to put that in the show notes okay so that people can sign it because this does need to be debated in parliament i mean listen this self-regulatory business i mean it stinks as you said i mean the other big area something that we've covered on the 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 podcast a lot is banning greyhound racing john um you know it's another self-regulatory black hole and um you're right you know we live in an open society and um we should be proud of that i mean look what going on in the world at the moment you know fighting for people's freedoms and um you know we just dogs deserve better right
1: absolutely can I just go back to the petitions uh the name of the 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 number of the petition is 611810 parliamentary petitions but if you put a a link to it yeah I mean I I I was involved with the greyhound racing uh, campaign to stop greyhound racing and it It's similar to vivisection. Greyhound racing is absolutely corrupt, absolutely gangster, mafia, corrupt to the max. Like, for example, uh, there is no races to find out who's the fastest greyhound. There's so much corruption. It's a war between the bookies and the racers, and there's drugs involved. Every single greyhound race, and then none of them trust each other, is completely tampered, is bent and when we look at the vivisection world we're beginning to discover as much corruption in in the world of vivisection as we are in the world of Arthur Daly and the dodgy geezers in greyhound racing oh, but they gosh. they they've got this veneer of respectability that we're just going to break down those walls have been you've got no respectability when once people find out once we discover the crimes of the 20th century we'll be going to be so ashamed of what we've let happen and what they do to the dogs here I mean, when I came in July to Camp Beagle, I thought the campaign was going to be against, and it is, against the horrible experiments. I thought the tragedy was what happens to the dogs once they leave these, these kennels and go to the laboratory. But check out this. When we arrive, we discover there's no welfare standards because the RSPCA can't come in here. The police can't come in here. Well, they could if they were, could be bothered, but they have this paperwork an excuse not to get involved. The dog, let me tell you, that 2,000 dogs here. Um, on the weekend, the workers leave at half past 11 in the day. They come in at seven, uh, 8 o'clock. They leave two and a half hours later, three and a half hours later, and they don't come in till 8 o'clock the next morning. The dogs are completely left, and isolated from half 11 with not one single animal technician
0: on site. How ridiculous
1: and scandalous is that? All in the name of cost-cutting.
0: Well, you know, they're breaking the law because that's that's breaking the law against the Animal Welfare Act. And, you know, well, I don't. They've
1: they, they set themselves up. They hide behind. Oh, no, we don't. The Animal Procedures Act, that gives them this absolute immunity at the minute. The dogs here, they never see the, the they never see a blade of grass. They never see the sky. They're never taken out to any form of run. They wash their kennels. They they jet hose the kennels with the dogs in them. Can you believe that?
0: Gosh, well, that's dangerous in
1: itself. You, know. <laughs> you know, I could tell you, I could tell you that today inside NBR, the Queen, the Queen's Corgis are in there. I can make any claim I want on here, anything at all. NBR will never deny it. They never confirm and they never deny. But we are gathering the evidence now and we're going to show the evidence to the world. And it's disgusting, I tell you.
0: John, I mean, thank God you're doing this and and everyone that's there with you today, you know, and um, celebrating the day of the beagle to bring justice for those beagles, you know, because the bit I, I also hate about this is that you're talking. These are like a, it's like an evil, really evil puppy farm as well, isn't it, John? Because they're breeding them in there, you know, so they're breeding puppies. whose well, who, who was is,
1: that famous Nazi? Uh, to me, it's chilling. The banality, that- the banality of evil, they called it. Which yes. it which was that? And that's what you're dealing with the vivisectors It's it's when we talk of evil, you think of like ha ah ah and proper <laughs> Hey, proper <laughs> This is sadism in a and its coldest, maybe most frightening form. You know, without emotion. Do you
0: well, know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean, but. John, listen, you're, you know, you're doing something and this is so commendable beyond commendable. That sounds like such a patronising word. But, you know, I know the be- The thing is, I know I believe in like kind of psychic communication a bit in an energetic sense. And the beagles inside that building now know that you're on the outside, you know, they know, you know. That I've been told
1: that by people who deal with I me. Mean, I don't. I. It's not a world I'm, I'm familiar with, but other people have come here who deal with the energies and spirits. And, and they've also told us that, that the dogs know we're here. And sometimes we sort of feel that, don't we? There was one chilling moment. I remember this woman came to play the violin and yeah. people were thinking, hang on, how is that going to help the dogs? Come on, you need to get those dogs out. But, but she played this violin and, and the dogs actually, you could definitely sense they hush, they listened to that violin. Because remember, we talked before about the beagle. I I said why the vivisectors use them. Uh, One dog, if they wanted to choose the worst dog to use, uh, no dog experiment would be nice. But the beagle, my God, you know, they're, they're on the go all the time. They're sniffing. They're hunting dogs. You know, they need stimulus. Inside these places, they get no stimulus, let alone no love. They don't even get one bit of stimulus at all you know it's horrible
0: it needs to stop you know so everyone listening to this you know what i'm going to say you've got to sign the petition awareness needs to happen you know we're, we you know this black hole has to stop
1: just google beagle experiment undercover beagle lab and you'll click on it and you know like video nasties we get we get exposed to a lot of traumatic stuff on social media but maybe if you do care about this just be prepared to watch 10 seconds of what goes on, what's been shot inside the lab, and you'll cry. But then turn it off after. And But it's, it's like, it's it's worse than your nightmares, you know? It's horrible. It's
0: nasty business. John, listen, Let's can we have a cheer from everyone that's around you at the moment, and can we get Bella the beagle that's with you to give us a lovely howl? <laughs>
1: well, I could, we could cheat, and I could tell you it's Bella, but we've got Riley the chihuahua, and he's going to be... We've got Riley the Jawa and Bella the Beagle, and and, and
0: Riley's going to give it a now. Okay, brilliant. Right, on three. I'm on... Yay! <laughs> hey! hey. hey Good luck, guys.
1: Look, thank you again. Come down to Camp Beagle. We always invite people. Remember, when yes. you here, come down for a cup of tea. We get so much beautiful food donated to us it's like sacred because people look after us we've got more cakes more vegan cakes than you could ever believe come down and have a cup of tea and 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 talk to us and spend some time with us
0: yeah no i'd I'd love that i'd love that consider it done and uh, let's stay in touch and thanks again to everybody thank you all right lots of love okay lots of love back That's our show mr vinks what did you think yes you're very lucky not to be a beagle what's that yes you're right it is time for wolf of the week experimenting on animals especially on dogs is not only cruel but unnecessary and it has to stop i hope you all enjoyed it if you did please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts Thanks again to John Curtin and all the team at Camp Beagle. All the links are in our show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about his company, Pod People, at Pod People UK. And I'm just at Anna Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? Make it easy. It's free. And then you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.